hanging out. This is the stretch four with the Bulls outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. The Bulls lose to the league's worst record team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, 121 to 117. Meanwhile, tonight, Pacers picked up a win. The Raptors are in a tight one late against the Knicks. The Bulls could theoretically be losing ground to the team that they're chasing for nine and holding off for ten on a night when they Mm -hmm. lose to the worst team in the league. Mm -hmm. They did recently get D'Angelo Russell back, and he had a strong night. I think he had 22 off the bench. Cat had a good game, as you just brought up, Big Dave. Maybe not only Cat, but his teammates were playing for something bigger than just a win in an NBA regular season game tonight with the emotional weight of the team honoring his late mother who passed from COVID last year. All of that aside, I am interested to hear what Billy Donovan has to say after this game, what Zach Levine and whoever else among his teammates speak after the game have to say about this game. Because the the loss to Atlanta on Friday was frustrating. This one is, I think, downright unacceptable. And there's a difference there. You're, you're talking about trying to be a playoff team. You make these big moves on deadline day to beef up your roster, to add talent to your roster instead of selling and steering towards a tank for a four straight year. How do you, how do you lose this game, Dave? Well, I, I kind of looked at it as a fluke game. Um, because the team, what they have, 13 wins, well, now 14. 14-win team who shoots terribly from the three-point line and who also has one of the worst three-point shooters on their team was looking like Steph Curry and the Warriors out here tonight. So Ricky Rubio, like you said, was five of six from the three-point line. Ricky Ricky Rubio is five of six. He was five of five. He missed his first one in the fourth quarter. If Rubio goes two for six, the Bulls win this game. Yes. And and two for six would have been like, wow, nice nice knife, Rubio. Nice. Look at Ricky. Look at Ricky. Yeah, so if Ricky Rubio was just Ricky Rubio, the Bulls would win this game tonight. So you had that happen. You had them go 25 of 25 from the free throw line. Uh, I think at one point they had 10 free throws in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Might have that wrong, but yeah, they had a lot of free throws. And the Bulls, they didn't have as many chances. I believe they took uh, from the free throw line. They, They did not capitalize there either. But it felt it just felt fluky, man. Like watching the players hit certain shots, you know, seeing how um D'Angelo Russell came out, even though he's not a fluke basketball player, but he came out with his first five shots and a couple of them were three-pointers, and he was just on a mission. I mean, but you know, you're looking at Nazir Little and I mean Nazir Reed dropping 18 on you, you know, like really him? Like, come on, man. And yeah, it just felt fluky, man. Like, and even if with even with all of that said, the Bulls still had a chance to win this game in the end, and it still kind of came down to Zach on that AM one missing that key free throw. Now that was huge. Now for me, that was the game because as bad as they played, and and horrible, man, we'll get into it for sure. They still had a chance to get this game, and they they couldn't do it. So I understand, yeah, definitely your frustration, man. I get it. I get your frustration. But for me, it just it felt fluky. John, I uh, uh, and and uh, shout out to biggest Bulls fan in the comments because this is where I wanted to go next. He said, um, two All Stars lose to the worst team in the league. That's pathetic." 
do the Bulls even mm-hmm. coach defense? Why is our pick and roll defense so bad? Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of attention on Vooch and Bulls fans realizing like, oh, he's a 25 and 10 monster, but he's certainly vulnerable in the pick and roll defense. We saw that when he would get switched on to Trey on Friday night. We saw it some more tonight. But we also saw Wendell and Gafford, when they were still here, deal with the same things in this drop coverage you know, defense. Mm-hmm. I think a bigger part of the problem is the Bulls' perimeter defense. Like, the point of mm-hmm. attack for the Bulls' defense around the perimeter right now is so bad that whether it was Wendell or Gafford or now Vooch, the bigs are getting hung out to dry because the perimeter defense is just so bad at the pick and roll. John, what are you seeing there for the Bulls on defense? Not much. And uh, and I'm also not a big – I also think no one plays defense. <laughs> like, I forget, like in, in the regular season. Like, mm-hmm. it seems to be a thing you, that they pe- good teams can turn it on in the playoffs. Um, and it's Carlton Towns. Like, if it's going to be yeah, – that's the one of the top three bigs that's like – that can hurt you in a, in a pick and roll offense. It, I, it just feels like we do have two all-stars, but they're also two all-stars who don't make their bones on defense historically. Like, and I don't, even, I think they're all, not they're bad. Right. I just don't think they have, it's not what they're known for. Um, As a very smart man once said, nobody gets paid to play defense in the NBA, John. So. You don't, I mean, no, you, Jeez, don't, you don't. Like, That's you're a really, $20 million dollar man, baby. It's, smart man right it's not the point <laughs> of the game. The point of the game is to score the basket, not, not score the basket. To go back right. to and, and it kind of it's like it was so we got beaten we got beat bad with our pick and roll but we're a team mm-hmm. that can't afford to have these fluke losses we don't have the equity built up like we're 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 we already we're paying with groceries with our credit card you know what I mean <laughs> like we have to like start building it up and so I t- it's just that it and it's the Timberwolves if we can't figure out defense on the Timberwolves yeah good it, lord. It's just- it's just kind of confusing <laughs> that we see games like last week where we play evenly against Phoenix and Utah, arguably the two best teams in the league. And like, yes, we didn't win those games, but we came damn close. Competitive. Competitive yeah. in those games. Yeah. So how, how do you cough up a late lead to a shorthanded Hawks team? How do you lose this game to this arguably least talented team in the league? Um, a trio of comments about Garrett Temple here just now. Stefan, what's Temple's uh, timeline for return? Adam, Temple doesn't sound like he's anywhere near close. Josh saying mm-hmm. the fact that Temple is this important is very disheartening. Dang, like, Josh. That's where that, I was going. That's, that's the key. And I feel like we said that about many players yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And especially earlier on this season, we were talking about Thad Young, right? And it's like, oh, my God, yes. if Thad Young is this important <laughs> to this team, that's, not, that's not a good thing. But <laughs> I, honestly, I I miss Garrett Temple's defense. Yeah, and like yeah. Troy Brown Jr. has been a nice arrival. I'm glad he played 22 minutes tonight. And kudos yeah. to him. In addition to his solid defense, per usual, he was three of three from behind the three-point line. Um, like, so hopefully he continues to earn minutes from Billy Donovan, but man, it's the, the Bulls perimeter defense is noticeably awful. And Garrett Temple was maybe the only guy who made it not so awful and he's out. And that is disheartening as Josh said. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I agree. It's not like we're saying he's not an important piece or even 
even arguably the best defender on the team. I, I get that. You know, that's true. Like, and it's all factual, but it's the fact that is true. Like, we have to depend on this for us to look like a legitimate defensive team. That's what I have a problem with. Like, losing Garrett Temple shouldn't mean my entire defense goes kaput. You know, we just don't know what we're doing. Um, and that's that's what I, I, you get upset at, you know, and that's where you get disheartened at and stuff like that when watching things like that. So, yeah, Garrett Temple will definitely help. Uh, but, man, they got to be able to defend a pick and roll a little bit better. Like, you know, I'm not asking them to know the intricacies of just, you know, uh, certain defenses and things like that, but know how to guard a pick and roll. You know, don't know your personnel. We talked about it watching uh, Daniel uh, Tice when he didn't switch on a pick and roll and he went with uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell, went with a double team with him and Troy Brown Jr. and left Carl Anthony Towns wide open for three. Don't do that. You know, like, it's just, you know, the simple things. Stay with your man who's that good on a pick and roll. You know, know who you're guarding. Know who's on your team. So, yeah, I'm not asking for much, but those kind of little things like that, that's the stuff that drives you crazy. Oh, yikes. Um, Colin said the T-Wolves have three guys, <laughs> former, current, and soon-to-be all-stars, so you can't say they aren't talented. I did say uh, talent. That's not, that's not what I meant. I just, I just like, dude, they're a team that has 13 wins coming into tonight for a reason. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously Russell's missed some time. And I, I misspoke. I said he had 22 off the bench tonight. He had 27, 27. off the bench yeah. tonight. And if you're referring to Anthony Edwards as the soon-to-be all-star in that comment, no. I, I mean, pump the brakes, I would say. Like, I mean, he's he's an interesting character. He's good. Is He'll leading, be rookie of the year. Is leading rookies in, in points per game this season. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe because of LaMelo's injury, could swoop in and take rookie of the year. John, what? like, I'm curious. Like, what do you think about Edwards? Obviously, we've seen the scoring capability and potential. And the athletic talent is through the roof. I just I've never been that sold on him as like a piece that Minnesota should build around. Oh, I agree with you on that. I think he is so fun to watch. I think he says the craziest stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm all in on Anthony Edwards as like being a part of the NBA and a character mm-hmm. I get to cheer for or see. You know what I mean? He's very interesting. Okay. I think he'll be the rookie of the year. And because of just Lamella being hurt, and he'll be, they'll just, they'll be like, who's leading the points? You know, unless Halliburton destroys things, you know, I just feel like he'll be, he'll get the votes. Uh, but he's not going to be an all star anytime soon. Any, like, mm-hmm. like in any conceivable way, anytime right. soon. Like, Clay Thompson will be back next year. Right. DJ like, McCollum will be as, healthy next year. As time. long as like, he's playing in the West. Ain't no way he's going to be an all-star soon to be. D'Angelo Russell will never be an all-star in the West. Like, it just won't happen. Yeah. So, that pump your brakes. And also, they're going to move to Vegas. (laughs) Once A-Rod buys them, like, they're gone. Oh, my God. To break the lease. I didn't even think about that. It's only $50 million to break that lease. That's it. I didn't even think about that. I saw it earlier on tonight. That's a Felicio and a half contract to break the lease at the Target Center. (laughs) Wow. When we first... I brought up uh, Kat and like the the ceremony for his mom tonight. Lakina also threw in there that hey, maybe they're playing with a little extra motivation after the news about A Rod buying the team. And I thought to myself, like, what would that motivation be? Like, play so well that my trade value goes up and I get traded out of Minnesota? Because like, I can't imagine that. Do, do NBA players want to play for? I guess like 
a big time retired athlete, whether it's from basketball or a different sport, there yeah. there is a you know growing trend of retired athletes buying ownership stakes and teams, and maybe professional athletes would rather play for a boss who once did what they do and play professional yeah. sports themselves. But A Rod to me is different because doesn't everyone just think A Rod is like a douche? No, everybody doesn't think that. I, I, was, I was under the impression that everyone in the world, other than A-Rod and his wife, who, I don't know how that happened, thought that uh, this dude's a, a douche. I and I know so. nobody yeah. likes his baseball commentary, because you know why? It's bad. It's uninteresting. <laughs> it's poorly informed for a dude who played the game professionally as long as he did. I, That's so crazy that I'm he was better. If I'm a Timberwolves player right now, I'm like, oh, fuck, A-Rod, really? <laughs> he brings more light to your team, and he did play at a high level. I think they'll see that more than his commentary and stuff like that. They'll see the fact that this dude got $250 million when he played because he was that good, and he's a World Series champion. So being a champion at that level, too, will also you know help players you know when they're looking at him, too. But, yeah, like him in the booth, he stinks. I, I thought he was better commentating uh, with Frank Thomas, you know, when they were doing pre and post game stuff like that. But I don't know what happens to him when he gets in the booth. It just it just doesn't go. And Matt, him and J Lo, they, they said that they called off their engagement. So there you go. Oh, I missed that. So, that so that both, happened a couple weeks. So ago. both the Queen and J Lo are single. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes. Probably because she figured be- out A Rod is a douche. I think it's. I think they're just chilling for a second. Oh, I don't think he's going. Okay. To they're just having a good time. Yeah. She was like, "You uh-huh. have to get me the Timberwolves. I need the Timberwolves. <laughs> that's my dowry. I want the Timberwolves. Oh, that's perfect then. So if they get that, and oh wow, but they're going to move to Seattle or Vegas for sure. They're gone. No, that's your plan because if they take that and go to Vegas, that means J Lo can open her residency in Vegas. Maybe she needs oh, one. There you go. Boom. I get it now. I get well, it. Yeah, yep, I'm with you. Because yeah, Britney's not doesn't have a residency there anymore, right? Nah, she, she was that gonna I, double I down, and so. then and then like she, you didn't go she see her. Away. No, you didn't go. Find no, out? she wasn't there when I was there. <laughs> um, guys, I, so we were just talking about Anthony Edwards and his potential. I want to pivot that, and I know we talked P Dub a little bit earlier on during the fourth quarter, and how I was yeah. upset with him only taking three shots tonight. I feel like there's, like, it's not even enough of a sample size to call a trend recently, but in the last few games. After we saw P-Dub, I thought, put in a stretch of games where, especially with Vooch's arrival and more defensive attention being taken towards another one of his all-star caliber starting five teammates, all sorts of things were opening up for P-Dub. And he was aggressive. He was making cuts off the ball. He was making the right reads of when to shoot and when to pass. And he just, like, you just saw this, like, brimming potential with him. And then it just seems like, for whatever reason, the past few games have just been kind of duds. And, Mm. you know, look, Zach took 28 shots tonight. Vooch took 13. There's not a whole lot of Mm. shots to go around in your starting five when you have those kind of numbers from two of your your two all-stars. But I am still just, like, a little bit wishing and wanting more from P-Dub. Are are you guys – most of this season, Mm -hmm. anybody's come to me to say, hey – I'm worried about Pete up for this reason or that reason. I'm saying he's a 19-year-old rookie. Chill out. But I don't know. After tonight's game, I just felt like I'm, I'm just wanting a little more from, from Pete mm-hmm. up recently, John. Two rebounds. One rebound, two points. 
Yeah. Mm. That's nothing. Two steals. No. That's it. But not no assists. That's it. Like he did not he checked out of this game. He went to the Mall of America, had too much Froyo, and he checked out. <laughs> but yeah, you should want more. Like that you cannot start in the NBA and have two points one rebound. You just can't. Yeah. On on any team. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you're you know, untouchable Thad Young. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. You're, you're absolutely right. You're allowed to we're allowed to still love him and still be like, hey, I need more from you. You know. Well, yeah, that shows that you do love him when you when you can be critical of him and call him out on things he's doing wrong. So yeah. well, and, and we absolutely. were big Dave, we were talking a while ago about maybe P dub hitting a rookie wall earlier this season and yeah. already being past it. But people in the yeah. comments are saying, hey, maybe this is is what we're seeing of P dub now hitting the rookie wall, or maybe he ran through the first rookie wall with ease and now is hitting a second rookie wall. I mean, I, it's, I suppose it's possible because college players sure. don't play this many games. We're now into like the 50-some games played of the season. Right. And especially, right. dude, this most recent stretch where – so tonight was, I believe, like game five or six in a stretch of the Bulls playing seven games in the span of ten days. And hmm. we are coming towards the last of – I believe tomorrow night's game at Memphis is the last of a stretch of nine of 10 games on the road. So you're playing Ooh. a whole lot of games close together. You're playing a whole lot of games on the road. You're, you're flying all over the country. That's the kind of stuff that, that the rookie wall, like, you know, actually affects these, these younger players for the first time. Yeah. I mean, maybe this, this past two and a half week of the schedule is really what's gotten Pete up dragged down. I mean, it's a great point um, to look at it like that. And plus, you know, like I said, this month, they're not going to have two days off. Uh, it's going to be a game every single other day. They're going to have like three back-to-backs. Like, it's going to be grueling yeah. uh, for them in this, this April. So, it, but it just doesn't feel good to watch it start this early. You know, you want it to kind of happen towards the end of the month or something like that. But it just doesn't feel good to watch it this early. But look, man, it, it, just, it just felt like he was running around out there. Mm. Um and it just felt like he just kind of disappeared. And he tried to do things on the defensive end and show his athleticism, you know, that way with a, you know, a few blocks and, you know, trying to play a little better defense. But on those offensive possessions, man, he just looked kind of lost. And like you said, checked out when he got some froyo. Like he just looked really just, just out of there tonight. Like, and yesterday, even yesterday, he didn't, he didn't look right. You know, he didn't look like something was off. So, Again, I I hate to keep saying Garrett Temple, but <laughs> I know bringing back Garrett Temple would take some of that time off of Patrick Williams uh, and mm-hmm. him being in that starting lineup and playing so many minutes and things like that. But but man, while he's not in there, he's I mean you got to play, man. And, and I just want the more aggression, you know. Whether he goes zero for ten, I still wouldn't be mad because okay, you're really trying to score, you're really trying to do it. Just don't disappear. Just don't do what we've been complaining about Lowry doing you know, all these past couple years, which is just disappearing and just running around out there on the floor. So just don't do that. Just be aggressive. Be, uh, be, be aggressive. Gentlemen, <laughs> the Raptors do fall to the New York Knickerbockers tonight. <sighs> so the Bulls stay 10 or 10, two games ahead of Toronto for the 10th seed in the East tonight, despite this bad, bad loss. To Minnesota, yeah, but they do lose a full game chasing Indiana, who got a win tonight. While we yeah. take an L, 
We gotta, Shout out to the East. We got to go try again tomorrow night, and second half of a back-to-back is never easy. Tomorrow? Yeah. But we're we playing Memphis play. tomorrow. We had oh, we had a Thursday-Friday back-to-back, and now we got a Sunday-Monday back-to-back, and then we play Wednesday, so, and then we got a Friday-Saturday back-to-back. The schedule is redonkulous. Um, It'll feel better when they start wins on it. Mm. <laughs> That's when it'll feel better. You'll say, oh, the schedule. We don't play enough games. The fools aren't around enough. But losing makes it hurt. So, yeah, let's get some wins, man. My goodness. Let's get a win. Uh, let's do it. Adam1127 saying it's a lot we're hoping for from Peta to accomplish. We're, we're, we've expected him to drop no. off slightly. No, no, no. No, I no, mean, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> thank you for the tip, Adam. But no, 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 no. Let's, uh, I just wanted him to be aggressive. That's it. Don't just run around out there and disappear. Just be aggressive. That's it. Right. That's all I ask. And can we That's can it. we maybe, maybe learn how to defend the pick and roll? Please. Maybe. Just, can we, can we just and, can no. we do that? It's too no, much. No. Too and much Troy to Brown Jr. And shout out to Troy Brown Jr., who's been playing really well these past Give couple games on both ends. Give him more time. Give him more time on the floor, Denzel man. Denzel played so, 12 minutes. Troy Brown played 22 Troy Brown yeah. should have played thirty-four minutes. If that's if that's what we're looking at, he was he was energized. And where's uh, uh, Farouk Aminu? Yeah, you know, I is see he going to get out there? Like yeah. I forgot he was on the team. Like, got, can we see? He him? got run in like the first two games after he arrived, and then he's he been could, at the NT ever since. He should play I more. I don't. Yeah, this is an educated guess. It looks to me like he did not have his conditioning and his legs underneath mm, them okay. in those games. And he was coming off of an injury that caused him to miss a lot of time with Orla- uh, Orlando before that trade. He had just made okay. his return recently prior to that trade and played a handful of games coming off an injury. Okay. He didn't look like a dude who had his legs under him, and he looked a little soggy to me when we saw him in, those, soggy. in those two games. <laughs> nice word. You know, <laughs> not, not that Al Farouk Aminu has ever been one of the, you know, like 2% body fat, you know, soggy, NBA kind of players. But. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that awesome, John? That was such a beautiful, <laughs> that shout was out a, to uh, Will Smith and Benny Black. It's like, why, are, why weren't any of the other you know officers around to see this happen? Well, you know, some of the other officers were a little soggy in the midsection. <laughs> in the midsection, right? <laughs> and it was, you were half the man I am. What are you talking about? I am half the man you are. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, let's get out oh. of here. We'll be back tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Time, tip off. Wolves at Grizzlies. We got to get a win. Need one. Gotta Need one. Check out the Bow Up Bulls YouTube channel. Check out the Bow Up Bulls ah. podcast feed to get this show if you ever miss it live. And tell your friends about this year app called Hot Mike. For Big Dave and John, I'm Matt. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. Right to start off the week with a W. Peace out. With a w. Get that W.